the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Dangerous time. Did you know that on average, three people die every year at Christmas by testing nine-volt batteries with their tongue? Five people were injured last year by being involved in accidents with out-of-control electrics cars. 142 men have been injured by not removing all the pins from their new shirts. And 31 people have died since 1996 by watering their Christmas tree while the lights are still on. So to avoid dangers this Christmas, I would advise that you keep your eyes and your ears open. In fact, I wonder how good you are generally at keeping your eyes and ears opening at, open, at looking and listening. Sometimes, you see, we see things, but we don't properly understand them until someone explains them. It's not enough, is it, just to use our eyes? We need to use our ears as well. We need to look and listen. And there were some people in our story today who were very good at looking and listening. I wonder if you noticed who they were. Uh, There was a clue at the very end of the reading when it said, the shepherds returned praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. All the things they had seen and heard. And I want us just to remember that little phrase, to hold on to it. All the things they had seen and heard. The shepherds remembered all the things that they'd seen and all the things they'd heard on that extraordinary night. Now, I wonder how good you are at remembering what you've seen and heard. And I'm going to just test you out a little bit on this, okay? Are you ready for this? How carefully do you think you were looking, looking and listening at the story of the fox's tail just now? Well, I'm going to test you out a little bit with a few questions. In fact, I thought we'd make it into a bit of a competition, you know, get some healthy competition going before to prepare us for the family games this afternoon. Um, and I need um, two men to help me. Two men. Where are they when you need them? Um, yeah, uh, Peter. Yep. Peter. Uh, Richard. Come on up. Come on up. Ali's going to help us. Kat, are you around as well? And um, in fact, yeah, we could do with a couple of children just to help us along as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, yes, and boys. Yeah, Cory, Cory boys, and Cory boy, and the other one. But whoever, friend, cousin, whoever you are, come and help. Okay. Now, Peter, let's have you over this side. Peter is going to be in charge of the angels team. That is all the people over this side of the church. And Richard, come on up, right on up here. Okay, it's going to be charge of the shepherds team. And every time your team answers a question correctly, we are going to add another. Your boys are going to help you put on your costume, and you're going to to add a piece of the costume, the angel costume and the shepherd costume. And the first one to kit out their shepherd and their angel with all the costume is the winner. Are you ready? Okay, these are multiple choice questions just to help you out a bit. I think we'll start with the angels, shall we? Yep, the angels, the higher beings. Right, okay, should come up on the screen. What did the fox smell in the air? Camels, sheep, or curry? Hands up, anyone? Yes. Sheep. Uh, Correct, correct. Okay, can we have the first bit of the costume for the angels? Where are we? That's it. Start him off. Okay, this, this side, shepherds. What did the fox see in the long grass? A speckled lamb, a black lamb, or a spotted lamb? Oh, oh, someone said spotted lamb, I'm sure. What did I hear? I'm sorry. Speckled lamb, okay, we'll give it to you. Just, okay, you'll have to be quicker. Okay, what scent? Angels again. Are we getting there? No, we probably don't need to put that around him. Oh, we do, yes, okay, fine. What scent? Show off your 32-inch waist, hey, Peter. Yeah. Okay, what sent the fox running into the bushes? Was it the sound of horse and hounds? Was it a blinding flash? Or did he need to spend a penny? At the back. What did he need to... What sent him into the bushes? A blinding flash. Well done. We've got the next bit of the costume. Aren't you lucky, Peter? Here we go. Okay. What what confused confused the fox because it had no scent? Was Was it chickens? Was it ducks? Or was it angels? Oh, very much better. Angels, yes, Lil. What we got? What have we got now for Richard? Uh, I think it does make him look a little bit like Father Christmas, but anyway, we'll get away with that. Okay, next one. What did the fox climb over behind the stable? A fence, a flower bed, or, a dust, or some dustbins? You shouldn't be helping them. Okay, a fence. A fence, well done, well done. Let's have, what have we got here? Ah, oh, some cute little wings, just for Peter. <laughs> That's good, okay. What was the tiniest animal in the stable? A spider, a mouse, or a one-eyed flea? Can't hear you. Um, a, 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 a mouse. Okay, yes. What have we got now? Oh, little shepherd's crook. No, it's not a... That's right. It's a crook, Richard. It's not a... It's not a yeah, it's not a, it's not a walking stick. It's a crook. Okay. What... Now, for the angels, what... Just give us a little twirl, would you? Ah, oh, very cute. That's so sweet. That's nice. What does the shepherd... For the angels, what does the shepherd take out from inside his coat for Jesus? A blanket, a lamb, or a flask of hot milk? A lamb. Okay, you're doing this far too well. Okay, what have you got here? Oh, some very perfect white trainers for the, sh- for the, for the angel. Uh, could we have them the right way around even? You could help him here. He's a little bit slow. Okay, why does... Okay, last one for the shepherds. Why does the fox think the lamb is such a good present for Jesus? Because he'll keep him warm, because he'll play with him, or because he'll make a good stew? Good stew. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it is... The angel team have won the day. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You may go. Well, some of you... Are are you all right there, Peter? (laughs) It's a little overcome, overwhelmed. 
Um, some of you are obviously very good at looking and listening. And in these verses we read, that we read together, we find that the shepherds were also very good at looking and listening. They returned praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. Because you see, they were just simple shepherds. But you know, they saw and heard things that night that others had been waiting hundreds of years to see and hear. Let me just remind you, they saw this bright light. They saw angels filling the sky. They heard this heavenly choir and even a message from God. And they were the first ones to see the baby in a manger. You know, not just any baby, this baby born to be king. God gave these simple shepherds eyes that were able to see things that others had longed to see and ears to hear things way beyond their own understanding. Because God often does things, doesn't he, in unusual and surprising ways. I wonder how ready we are to see things that are maybe outside of our experience or to hear things that are beyond our own understanding. Because some people say, you know, they can't believe this, the, the Christmas story. You know, a, a dubious birth, you know, strange dreams, heavenly figures appearing out of nowhere, stars moving across the sky, wise men appearing, you know, from, from, from the Far East. They think it's all too much. It's too far-fetched. But then we begin to realize what God is doing here. This was the point, you see, when he chose to step into his world. When God burst into history and time was cut into two, literally, B.C. and A.D., God came down to earth in a form that we would recognize, a form that we would understand. Now we say to ourselves, you know, if that's what was happening, no wonder it's accompanied by such dramatic visual aids. No wonder, you know, there are angels all over the place. No wonder people are having visions. No wonder there are wise men arriving from the east and bright lights in the sky and angelic choirs. No wonder even that there's a virgin birth. No wonder. Now it all begins to make sense. Uh, By the way, had you ever thought what might have happened if the three wise men had been three wise women? Well, I can tell you, they would have asked for directions and arrived on time. They would have helped deliver the baby and, uh, and clean the stable. Uh, they would have cooked a casserole and they would have brought more sensible gifts. <laughs> but no, it was wise men. You know, just one of many, just one of many extraordinary happenings to accompany Jesus' birth. God wants to make sure we get the message. You know, this is no ordinary baby born in the middle of the night. This is God wrapped in human flesh. And to make sure we get the message, God gave us something to see and something to hear. He gave us something to talk about and celebrate right down through the centuries. God knows, you see, that we need both to see with our eyes and to hear with our ears, understand with our minds, to have faith. The shepherds returned praising God for all the things they'd seen and heard. Seeing and hearing. One without the other, you see, isn't enough. In fact, one without the other is only half a faith. It only gives us half a faith. It only gives us half the story. We need to remember what we've both seen and heard, just like the shepherds. We need both to have faith. The shepherds saw and heard, and it's no different for us today. 
to have faith, both seeing and hearing, is important. So just, now just for a moment, just humor me. Are you ready? Just humor me. Just put, for a moment, put your hands over your eyes, okay? Just put both hands over your eyes. Okay, no, no peeking. No peeking. I can see you. Okay. We hear, but we can't see. If we have faith that only relies on what we hear, it's faith, you know, without experience. It's faith without seeing God at work. Okay, you're allowed to take them away now. Half of you had already anyway. Hearing without seeing means we may, you know, we may read our Bible. We may come along to church. But if we don't see faith working out in our own experience, we don't, if there's no real connect with our everyday lives, then we won't see what it's all about. Because God is alive and active in this world around us. But the question is, do we see him? Do we recognize him? Do you know there are over 2 billion Christians in the world today? That's a third of the world's population. I mean, there are more Christian believers today than, than have lived in the past 2,000 years of church history put all together. And that's an incredible thing. And that's because God is still working in people's lives. Maybe more than ever before. You know, changing them, healing them, restoring them. Do we see him? Now for a moment, put your hands over your ears. Okay, don't block me out completely. Okay, I'm pleased. But just put your hands over your ears. Now, if it was simply, if we simply rely on what we see, then we can find that we, we can see you know, world events. We maybe see some extraordinary phenomena. We may even see miracles. But we don't know what they mean. Without the gift of faith, without hearing God's word, hearing God's voice, we can find it very hard to understand many things happening around us. You see, okay, you can take them away. <laughs> you see, we hear the same story as the shepherds did. Maybe not through angels, you know, although my husband has occasionally called me one. Um, but we today hear the same story as the shepherds, the same story as them, passed down through the centuries. And the question is, will we hear this story with the ears of faith as the shepherds did? You know, will we remember what we've seen and heard? Will we ask God maybe to show himself to us, to speak to us today? The shepherds praised God for all the things they had seen and all the things they had heard because seeing and hearing together bring faith. And I don't know about you, but I often feel I need, I need to retrain my eyes and my ears to, to see and hear things at a sort of faith level. Because so much of the time, we simply live in the sort of immediate world, don't we? We, we see and hear things only at a superficial level. We only see things that are on the surface. Will we dare to ask God to give us eyes that see beyond our own limited experience? And ears that hear things may be beyond our own understanding. The shepherds went back. They returned, praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. What will you do with what you've seen and heard this Christmas? I'm just going to ask Quinn to sing a song for us just as we reflect on that. Thank you, Quinn. Oh, you're here. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>